0: Game three of the NBA Finals, Raptors, Warriors, let's get it. Numbers can be deceiving unless you look closer at the numbers. The series is tied 1-1, but you wonder why when you look at the Raptors who have five players averaging 10 points or more. Versus the Warriors, who only have three guys averaging in double digits. That's Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But the reason why the Warriors have this series tied 1-1 is that thing that they keep saying, next man up. That's a real thing. That's a real factor in this series. Look, the Warriors bench hadn't played great all season long. It had been inconsistent at best. One of the worst in terms of production points, rebounds, assists, you name it, in the entire NBA. And something happened in Game 5 versus the Rockets. Suddenly their bench players came to life, and they've played great ever since. In the series versus the Blazers, you expected Clay and Steph to put up numbers. You expected Draymond to put up numbers. The real separation in that series came because the Warriors bench. For those four games, averaged over 31 points per game. That's almost double the production they gave during the regular season. And in these NBA Finals, the Warriors bench have outplayed the Raptors bench. And I'll admit it. Look, the Raptors bench, I thought, when you look at what you get from Ibaka, when you look at Van Vliet, and when you look at Norman Powell, I thought they would separate themselves from the Warriors bench. And the truth is, with the exception of Van Fleet, because I thought he's played well, the Warriors bench has outplayed the Raptors bench. Yes, the Warriors only have three guys in double digits, but Quinn Cook, DeMarcus Cousins, Sean Livingston, Kevin Looney, who's injured and out for the rest of the season. But look look what they're getting. Jonas Jarepko, Alfonso McKinney. They're coming off the bench. They're giving you production. They're giving you timely rebounds, solid defense. The next man up with the Golden State Warriors so far has applied. What no one talked about was Andrew Bogut hadn't played in a couple games. He came in and he was big for them. He gave them a big six points, gave them solid rim protection, and that was pivotal for the minutes that he played. I'm not saying Bogut's going to do that again, but what I am saying is it seems like if he doesn't do it, then it'll be Jarebko. If it's not Jarebko, then look for Livingston and look for Boogie, who had a really solid game. 10 points, 6 assists, and 11 rebounds. And I thought that was big. Yes, he's coming off the bench, but we all know DeMarcus Cousins is an all-star talent. And what he did was... Not only did he neutralize Mark Gasol, he outplayed him. If this continues, even with the injuries that they have, if their bench continues to play at the level that they're playing at, the Warriors are going to win this series flat out. Because I thought coming into this series, one of the big advantages the Raptors had was their bench. And they just haven't shown up as a unit yet. Right now, their bench is Van Fleet, and that's it. Ibaka has been a non-factor. Norman Powell has been a non-factor. Their bench has got to play better. Now, I'm not changing my pick. I'm consistent. We always stick with consistency and facts. I went with the Raptors. I'm rolling with the Raptors. And tonight, I think whoever wins tonight, obviously they take control of the series, but I think whoever wins tonight wins the series. So I'm looking for Kawhi. To be a better version of himself. Because, yes, I know the numbers say he's averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and a steal. And that looks good, but then look closer. He's been super inefficient. 38% from the field, 33 from three, and the bad turnovers. Look, Kawhi is a gifted player. And, yes, we know he's hampered and he's struggling with injuries. But he's hurt his team as much as he's helped his team because he's dribbling the air out the ball. The Raptors, like the Warriors, they're at their best when there's ball movement. And when you watch the way the Warriors are defending them, Kawhi is dribbling the air out the ball and the ball's not moving. The ball is sticking with him. And he's not shooting well. He's inefficient. He's been good at getting to the free throw line. And primarily, that's where his points are coming from. But you can't rely on that throughout the series. I think another thing that people have to look for, if he's hampered, we understand that. But he's got to be a bigger factor defensively. So far in this series, Kawhi Leonard has been a non-factor defensively. I came into this series thinking at times, in spot moments, he would guard Steph or he would guard Klay. And he really hasn't done that that much at all. They've actually got him playing more in a, in a roamer-like position. He's almost playing like a one-man zone. And I know part of that is because of his injuries. Because you can tell watching him move, watching him labor, he doesn't have the lateral quickness required to stay in front of Steph or even Clay. And this is about chasing them off those screens. Chasing them off them screens, if he's 100%, is a tireless job. But anything less than 100%, he's going to get victimized, and he has at times. The key to this series is the Raptors bench, and their best player has got to play better. Yes, you need a sidekick. Kyle Lowry needs to step up. I expect Marc Gasol to be better. No, he won't get 20 points a game, but he's got to be better than six points a game. He's got to find a happy middle. Marcosaw has to be impactful. He doesn't have to put up monster numbers, but he's got to be solid. I'm looking for a low double-double from Marcosaw, ten to twelve points, eight to ten rebounds, somewhere in that range. He's got to be impactful when he's on the floor. You're looking at Pascal Siakam. He had a great game one, but a lot of that was because he ran without the ball. He ran the floor. He was able to get a lot of layups. He was able to get to the basket. Siakam is a terrific athlete who can run all day. But most of his his points, his money, where he eats at, it's off of activity. He's not really that skilled when you talk about he's not a great shooter. He has the ability to post up smaller players, but he doesn't have a really defined post-up game. His strength is his ability to get buckets by moving without the ball. And when Draymond took that away and made him a shooter... He's going to struggle. He struggled with his jump shot in the Milwaukee series. He's not a shooter. He's an up-and-coming player. But if he got a weakness, he didn't have a jump shot. And that's something he's got to work on. So the numbers say he's averaging 22, 8, and 5. And those are solid. But if you saw how he played in Game 2 versus Game 1, he struggled because Draymond was able to get his body into him, take away the drive, and make him a perimeter player, more of a shooter. Yes, the Raptors have the healthier team because their best player, he's laboring, but he's playing. Warriors came into this series, no KD. Now Clay's struggling. Iggy's not 100%. And still, when you look at them, it kind of throws you off that even with those injuries, you're still talking about a team that's got Steph Curry. You're still talking about a team that's got Draymond Green who can give you a triple double. He's one of those dudes. That can fill up a stat line. Draymond can give you 12, 10, and 10. Or 15, 9, and 8. And play great team defense. Don't forget, now you've got Boogie Cousins back. So he's not just a big, but he's a big that can score. He can post. He can shoot with range. And Boogie's also a great passer. What the Raptors have to do, though, when Boogie's on the floor, they've got to involve him in every pick and roll action. Their best defense against DeMarcus Cousins is to attack him offensively. Attack his lateral quickness or lack of lateral quickness and get him out the game. In game three, I expect Kyle Lowry to step up. I expect Kawhi Leonard to be more efficient. And I expect Siakam to play more within himself. I thought game two, he was trying too hard. He was trying to do too much. Maybe he was reading the clippings too much from game one. I expect Siakam to stay in his lane and pick his spots and not let Draymond get in his head. This series may very well go seven games. I think at a minimum it's going six games, but it may go seven. But if the Raptors are going to win this series, their bench has got to outplay Golden State's bench. Kawhi's got to be more efficient. And whether it's Siakam, whether it's Kyle Lowry or Marcus Gasol, there's always got to be a second guy to step up and give him 20 or more points. He needs that sidekick from game to game. And he's got to move the ball more. Kawhi, the ball is sticking too much with Kawhi Leonard. If you're a Warriors fan, and there's tons of them, for the Warriors, it's simple. Keep moving the ball, keep moving bodies. And this, I'm talking about their offense. This is what they do. Look for Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook shooting over 50% from three. Look for Iggy. Look for Jonas Durepko. The great thing about the Warriors is whether it's Clay or Steph. Or somebody like Iguodala or somebody like McKinney or somebody like Quinn Cook. If you're open, they expect you to shoot it. And so far in this series, their bench players are making timely shots and they're being productive every time they're on the floor. If Klay Thompson doesn't play tonight, then look for Steph to come up big. Look for Steph to have a 30-plus game. Look for Boogie to give you anywhere between 16 and 18 points a game. Look for Iggy to get double figures. Don't sleep on Quinn Cook and Alfonso McKinney. This Warriors team, what makes them a great team is everybody knows their role. Everybody stays in their lane, and when they're called upon, They seem to all know when to step up in the moment and be productive. Now, that sounds like I'm rooting for the Warriors. I'm not. I'm giving credit to a team that's gone to five NBA finals in a row, to a team that's already won three titles, to a team that has the opportunity to win its fourth title in five years. I'm respecting the run that the Warriors have put together. But that doesn't mean I don't think the Raptors Will win this, won't win this series because I think the Raptors will. I think, with all said and done, the Toronto Raptors will be the NBA champions. After game three, H and I are going to discuss what we saw. We'll preview game four and we're going to debate something else too. We're going to debate what makes someone Hall of Fame worthy because it's a tricky thing, right? It's not the pro bat, it's not the NBA. Hall of Fame it's not even the pro basketball Hall of Fame it's just the basketball Hall of Fame and why that's tricky is a lot of players can get in on what they did in college and what they did overseas versus say a guy who played in the league 10 years and went to five or six all-star and didn't get selected to be a Hall of Famer so the debate is what makes someone Hall of Fame worthy There are some guys that are Hall of Fame worthy that aren't in right now. And I'd argue there are a few that are in already that I don't think are Hall of Fame worthy. Maybe they need. I I really think the league needs to look into having a pro basketball Hall of Fame. To make that separation exist. So there's a clear distinction between college and. I don't know, success in Europe or Spain versus professional basketball NBA basketball because that's my debate that's the debate H and I are going to have that's something we're going to get into after game three before game four again keys to look for for game three look for Steph and Boogie to try to put up big numbers look for Iggy and look for Quinn Cook to hit timely threes for the Raptors a better Aggressive, more efficient Kawhi, and a much better Kyle Lowry. And maybe Serge Ibaka shows up. Fam, good looking out on the responses. You know what? We'll do Facebook responses too in the the next episode with me and H. We're going to do Facebook responses. We'll get into some YouTube responses. Shout out to the Spreaker fam, the Anchor fam. Hey, and shout out to Podcoin. PodCoin, you can hear us on PodCoin, Spreaker, Anchor. And the cool thing about PodCoin is they pay you to listen. So if you like listening to podcasts like The Cypher or Nerdland or any other podcast out there in the Anchor fam, if you listen to them on on PodCoin, the beauty is PodCoin pays you. PodCoin. Don't sleep on them. It's The Cypher. I'll hit you guys back next time. Appreciate you we